Jesse, Jalice, and Claire Burns are looking for love. Jesse, Claire, you're beautiful. You're funny. How could you be single? And we said, <laughs> things are yes. going well. It's going to be good. We're good? <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as love. Hello and welcome to No Such Thing as Love. I'm Claire Burns. And I'm Jesse Jollis. And you're listening. You are listening to a very big day. It's a very big day. And let me explain to you why. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last day that Charlie is a single cat. It's true. Claire. It's true. Yeah. You are expanding your I'm beautiful expanding. family. Thank you. I thought it was time. It is time. I thought time. it was it time. It is time. I said. You have a son? I have a son and I need a daughter. Yes. And <laughs> I I said I have the love to give. You know what I mean? Why you would really I do, though. deprive? Especially it's kitten season. There's so uh, many kittens out there. Honey, I got kitten fever. I got kitten fever. And you are sick with it, girl. It's true. It's true. Thank <laughs> you for knowing. Um. So yes, tomorrow I'm going to pick up a little kitten named Lucy. Oh, and I love oh. Lucy. You know that. You love Lucy. I love. You could Lucy. be her Ethel. I will. I know it. <laughs> I wish. I wish you were here though, because you did have a special bond with Charlie, because you were here the day that I got him. I know. But you know, that's okay. That's okay. We'll Facetime. Yes, we will, because Charlie. I love Charlie so much, and know. you know, he loves you. I was also there when, you know, there was the other, and that wasn't right. Yeah. We had two days of a disaster. It was uh, a disaster. It was a disaster because I thought that Charlie needed a friend. I've always thought this, but he it does. just wasn't time before. But then um, I guess it was January or February. I can't yeah, even it had remember. to be. It had to be. Right? January. Um, yeah. And then, so I was talking to her. It was like I got a different cat than I had originally talked to. Yes. And it was an it was like a nine month old boy that wasn't fixed and was some would say aggressive. There were so, a lot of things, you know, and I love things. an adoption agency as much as the next person. Yeah. But, but you this know, was when, suspect when they keep changing things on you, you yeah. can't help but say. And I didn't know he wasn't fixed until he was here, which I in also my home. love that. Yeah. Right. Cause I would not have said, bring him to me. Of course not. <laughs> Had he, no, not at that age and not with another, no, not at all. And then the people that brought him, like, let him out immediately. And it was like, no, 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 we got to do this intro, like, start in the bathroom, like, do this slowly, whatever. It so, was a slow burn. It was a disaster. A disaster. Uh, but thankfully, the foster mom said, I miss him. I want him back. And I said, take him now. <laughs> yes. And I also think so. it's like you need that female energy. I think that they're... Yeah. You know, it's two true. males, they're going to puff that chest. But when it's a male and a female, it's like no one needs to prove anything. Right. Well, I thought with a <laughs> decent age difference, it would be okay. Yeah, but boys, I don't know if it was decent enough. See, this is a wasn't. kitten coming in that she's not going to be like. She doesn't. You know, she's, she's a kitten. No. She's going to be like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy The bathroom was here. big enough. I can't believe we have a whole apartment. A whole apartment. <laughs> a whole studio apartment. You know, she's going to be <laughs> taken aback. So right? I That's also wait. why she needs to start in the bathroom. So she can be impressed by the size of the apartment. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I remember when Thank I you. first got Winnie and she was a little kitten. 
I was like, she's so little. What if I lose her? Like, where right. is she at all times? You so know, tiny. Because she was a tiny little Georgia baby. baby. I know. And I loved her to death, and I still love her, and yeah. I miss her every day. And it's hard yes, for me. Indeed. But you know it what? It's hard for you. I've never done long distance, and it feels like that's what we're doing. Yeah. Listen, it's a real test of a relationship. Yeah, we're not doing great. <laughs> Speaking of relationships, oh, oh look at that segue! Wow, we yeah. are very good. Very good. Um, I'm sorry. You have now. You went on your third in-person date, right? In the not quarant- with the same person. I'm just saying in quarantine. Yes. Oh yes yes yes, 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 yes. Well, I went on my first date in. I'm sorry. I'm like screaming. My parents are probably downstairs. So yeah. I'm going to be like, what? Because I didn't tell them. Um, but I went on my first <laughs> live. And here we are. We're now date. taking it down to a yeah. lower level. Yeah. In so, Maryland. Okay. So you have been very hush hush or just void of information with your parents in exactly. the whole dating world. We don't need to talk about it. Why would we discuss that? No, we don't need to. It's too much disappointment. I don't need them excited. No. No, they don't understand how bad it is. So I literally (laughs) told my dad in a joke about the poet. Like I was like, guess what just happened to me? And my dad looked like he'd been stabbed in the heart. (gasps) And like I twisted a knife and he was like, wait, why? Why would he do that? And I was like, I don't know. Bitch, Um, I don't know. But I said, I'm fine is the thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, Jesse. You know, you they don't want to hear that, and I don't. No, they don't need s- to hear it. I don't need them to. I don't need to see that face because I get it. And I said, yeah, that yeah. is a sad story about yeah, your daughter. Is. So we don't. Jesus. You know, I can tell it differently. You know, yeah, when yeah, it, when yeah, it yeah. later on type thing. So yeah, yeah we uh, we. It's too. They're too sensitive to and know so these stories. I. Exactly, it's too much. <laughs> no, you. Well, you continue to go through this, so you have some strength, my friend. I have strength. I have so much strength. So, yeah. my my parents were actually going to visit my dad's brother, uh, okay. my uncle, and they were going, you know, out of town. They're going to sleep there because he's in West Virginia, so it's a drive. Okay. Anyhow, so they were like, walk the dog, blah blah blah. And I said, I'm going to see an old college friend. They were like, oh, very smart, very smart, interesting. Because I, it is good to. T- I'm with you with like. You want them to know that you're leaving the house, like you're going to right. go do something, but you don't right. necessarily need to tell them exactly who. You just don't. No. And we had had a video chat. Okay. Um, okay. And it was like. It was okay. Okay. It was um, okay enough that you wanted to see him. Yeah. You know, when, when a girl's got time, she's got time. And so, uh-huh. and he had, he seemed interesting to me. Um, so I said, I'm game. Also, he was like, I'm interested. I, I like a guy who like can make a plan. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> no, that's not funny. That <laughs> is reality. I'm How like, long have <laughs> we been saying that? I know. It's just so easy to win me over, like in the scheme of things. I'm like, <laughs> But also, it's apparently very hard. Well, yeah, no, it's very difficult. And no one can do it, it seems. But if someone could, it would be easy. (laughs) Yeah. If someone knows the reality of just making a fucking plan. Right. They'd be like, this is easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, I know. So. Damn it. I decided to, like, he was going to come so I could walk there, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's walkable to my apartment. Also, this is just important. Not your apartment, your parents' home. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Just reminding you, just reminding you where you are. So I could walk. Um, Uh 
It was a hot night. And the Some would say one of the hottest. You guys, one of her, I literally, of course, FaceTime Claire to be like, A, what am I wearing? And B, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, yeah. And I have practiced walking the dog slowly that today to see <laughs> if, if I move at the speed of a snail, will no <laughs> sweat drip. Right, right. And it's chancy. It's still, I didn't get mm-hmm. the science down. And mm-hmm. you add nerves to it, and your girl is all lip sweat. Yeah. And also to add mm. that you, um, in going home, didn't pack a lot of like light, easy flowing dresses or um, hot summer day clothing. Claire, I have not a dress in my closet. No, which is and, bonkers for you. Well, because I truly thought I would only be here for like a week or two. And yeah. so I did not, I did not pack like. No, you did not. You know what I'm saying? So I have nothing. I really not do have to nothing. to see people. No. <laughs> so I was like, thank God I threw in. See, I was lucky because I am one of those ladies that a lot of times I'll bring laundry because you save that money and you get a free us. wash. And so I had worn yeah. that stuff. And I love to if I can wash my delicates, what a dream that is. Yes, yes, yes. So I had some nicer shirts with me. Thank heavens. I mean, I didn't know it would be all you could all Where? I could, but it yeah. is. And so I had one shirt. I said, Jesse, just, you know, this is you now. And this will be that. Um, and so I met him and, you know, he wasn't wearing a mask when I greeted him, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're in, I guess, but people have masks. I was like, I mean, yeah. I couldn't have looked more stressed out at first because I was uh-huh. sweating like I've run a marathon and then right. also had a mask on being like, you're not wearing a mask. Um, yeah, which I like to come in hot, as they say, and I was hot temperature wise well, and with opinions. Exactly, but that's also a good opinion to have. I'm sorry, you I can think come so in too. hot with a fucking where's your mask? Yeah. So then he was telling me. So we started off, you know, to the point where we had to wait for a table for like oh I don't know, 45 seconds, and in okay. the 45 <laughs> seconds I said, should I just leave before we sit? Wow. Okay. Because I got there and then it was like, let's get a table. And then he was like, yeah, you don't have to wear a mask in Maryland. And I was like, okay, I just think it's like response. Also, like I thought that anyhow. And then he was like, yeah, I almost got in a fight with someone the other day on the street who is yelling at someone for not wearing a mask. And I was like, I hate guys that say they got in a fight to try to win points. I'm always like, no, you know, you're you've just been downgraded. Yeah. Yeah. If that's not clear, I will tell you that yeah immediately I looked like and that's the thing about me also when I (laughs) don't like something it's Uh very clear on my face I can't hide it I really you don't hide it very well which is good it is good and you know uh, so he knew he was losing and I also don't like I just I'm already turned off by the attitude of like oh we don't have to wear them Oh, yeah. And I know everything. I don't fucking care what your mandate is. Like, that's the evidence proves the people, (laughs) the people in D.C. like or whatever the DMV area. It's like they work for the government. They're like, well, technically the government. I'm like, hey, spunky, (laughs) bring it down a notch. (laughs) Like, I get it. You do patents. Like, relax. I wouldn't Uh say you're in with the government. Okay, right. right, right. You're not talking to take a chill pill here. And also don't 
like yeah, brag also about being part of the government. Yeah, also we should all be against the government here or <laughs> I'm out the door. So <laughs> it was just a weird tone and it's kind yeah. of this like know-it-all um, attitude, uh-uh. I think. Uh-uh. But I, yeah, it's gross. So I sat there and I said, literally, am I leaving? Now, but hmm. okay, so you that was a horrible first impression. Absolutely horrible. horrible. But if I if I recall... Yeah, you you all had a discussion about having been tested and everything before you met. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. So we were on the same page because I said, you know, I'm living with my parents. I'm not going to be chancing anything. Right. Um, if you but that doesn't up. mean even if you have tested negative for the virus, that does not mean you're fine to go without a mask. Yeah, it means you're negative at the time, not you're negative forever. Right. Yeah. So you need Say, to keep- I just remembered that you had at least uh, you all had had a bit of a discussion beforehand, but then he showed his ass upon arrival. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, you know, the thing is also he was, I mean, it made me feel good about myself, even though I was the lip sweat was pouring off of me, but <laughs> um, he was so nervous <laughs> and he even said several times like, um, I'm nervous or whatever, oh, or he like he, he said I was cool as a cucumber, which I said, well, n- not a lot of people have ever described me that way. <laughs> but also I think when someone else is nervous, I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. I have to maintain this boat or we're flipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to just pat. And I was just like, I don't even know. But because I saw he was so nervous, I kept being like, Jesse, maybe these are nerves. Like maybe yeah. the things here he's saying is just like word vomit. Yeah. It's not great vomit, but it's not great vomit. But I've also I'm positive if I had seen myself nervous on a date, I would also want to vomit. So, (laughs) you know, I try to think about that. But yeah, well, that was nice of you. I'm very kind. And, (laughs) you know, I told him to watch 90 Day Fiance and he watched the whole season in a day. So I was Uh, like, that's someone who's really fighting to have information that we have. So we talked about that for a little bit, but again, I was just like, oh, I'm not, I'm just not feeling this. Um, But then we did have a really great conversation about, um, as crazy as it sounds, gun violence. And And that could be very risky. Very risky. I don't know how we got there. Okay. I don't remember how we got there. And I normally really don't like any sort of political discussion. Although, no. honestly, it's not true anymore. At this point, with now, where we are in it's this world, it's different now. You've got yeah. to sort of have that conversation. So I forget what I was talking about. I think I was talking about having, I wanted my parents to put up um, a Black Lives Matter sign uh-huh. in our yard. And there's some fear there. And he was saying how um, he wouldn't have his mother do that because what if she was attacked? And I was saying how it's such a privilege that we can take a sign away or put a sign there. And some people absolutely. Yeah. So we were talking about that for a little bit. And then we were talking about gun violence. And but it was a really nice, civil, mature conversation that I was happy to entertain and sort of found it like it was the first time we actually started having a conversation as opposed to like a question off. Like, I don't even know what you call it. At yeah. the beginning of dates where it's like, here's a thing and here's a thing and this is a thing and that's a yeah. thing. And you're just like, where are we? I'm exhausted. Who am I? Like we, you keep prompting a dialogue that never really happens. 
right? Yes. It's like, I, let's ask another question. Could that lead to an actual conversation or are we just going to ask another question? It's like, oh, because we all just want to find a conversation that's easy. That's all we want. Just Not thinking of the it. next question or having exactly. to ask another question. Like just an easy dialogue. Yeah. So yeah. you finally got there after talking about 90 day fiance before the 90 days. <laughs> yeah. And even that, like I. Not much. That was I struggling. Almost, I, I just didn't like his opinion sometimes because it was uh, normally attacking the women. And I was like, well, well we're all there, you know, and yeah. it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard. But so it, it was an interesting date in the sense of like, I felt like it ended in a better place than where it started. Um, Simply because of being able to connect and have a mature conversation. Yeah. And it reminded me of like sort of the importance of that and, and being, um, you know, able to be open or have a discussion with someone yeah. about that. And um, did you find like, were you all, you weren't necessarily opposing views, no. but did you have different opinions about, because it's one thing to have a political conversation with someone that has uh, completely opposing views. It's very difficult these days. Yes. And we do. Very right. difficult. I, right. I, um, I personally cannot at this point um, entertain a Trump supporter. Like I, right. we have too much, too many differences. So that wasn't the case, but he did think that, I mean, my, I'm much more, you know, I'm like, I don't think there should be any guns. I think the government should take all the guns we have, like blah, blah, blah the second amendment. I don't give a fuck is sort of how I am. Okay. I just think that, um, but you know, he believes that people have a right to defend themselves. I just was questioning the idea of like, when if Give there me aren't guns, like when right and then right. we don't need the the ones that shoot rounds and rounds and rounds and well, and sure. you know most of the time when you have a gun in the house you end up someone in the house ends up hurting themselves with that gun it's right like the statistics right. aren't great anyhow so we were we were talking about that and we were um but what i found interesting is you know i had painted him uh i or i had saw him the way he was which is like a th- 30 something year old man who's successful living in DC. And right. um, what I didn't know is that he grew up in a really sort of dangerous part of, of DC where yeah. um, he saw people get shot and there were like, there were scary instances that he had been a part of where right. he saw gun um, the right to bear arms differently as a way to feel safe. A different protection. Yeah. Right. So I think it was just eye opening. And, you know, I always think in any sort of discussion, it's important not to go in thinking that your way is the only right way and to have compassion for everybody and to sort of be open. And if I expect to change someone's mind, I have to expect that maybe my mind can be changed as well. And so I just think it was I remember I walked away and I did call you on my way home Mm -hmm. (laughs) saying that it (laughs) was like a nice reminder that, um, you know, when we go on first dates or whatever with people, mm-hmm. we don't know them and we right. might suspect their background based on. Well, there's a lot of assumption. There's a lot of a assumption, lot of assumption, but we don't. But, you know, I think people have stories to tell and, and certain reasons why they feel certain ways. And it's good to hear them out and to understand that. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah, everyone's very complex, no matter how. Look at you, profound. I'm very profound. And so. (laughs) No, but it's true. Yeah. And it is. It's so difficult 
for a lot of us to do that, especially if there's something that's very personal to us, if we are passionate about something to be open-minded and listen to, um, someone else's take on it, someone else's perspective on it. And uh, listen, right now, tensions are high. Claire, they're high. Very high, as they should be. Um, so it is difficult. I don't know if I could, like you said before, like I uh, I don't think I could calmly, it'd be right. difficult. It'd be difficult to calmly sit and talk to someone who still would defend um, like Trump's actions, for example. Yeah, I don't. Um, but in terms of like the Second Amendment, that's an interesting right. topic. Right? And honestly, I need to be able to speak to Trump to supporters to have a, a dialogue. That I know. is not, you know, but I think Yelling. romantically, I don't need to put myself in that situation. Correct. I, I, Correct. You know, that's I don't I mean. have yeah. first dates that are good anyway. I don't need to really just, ump. <laughs> I'm like, you could try to make it easier on yourself, know. you know? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're really setting ourselves up for just, failure. With you can g- give yourself a layup on this one. Just Exactly. Yeah, so exactly, but that's good. So by yeah. the end of it, yeah, it was I think like, it just all rem- right, reminded me of that and um, made it a little more human, a little more human. Where, yeah, and just remind it just reminded me of things. I think, yeah. and and um, but ultimately, the is- yeah, go ahead. I think ultimately, I have to remember that that was when I was using Tinder. And Tinder dates tend to be, you know, I'd forgotten because I was like, I'm in D.C. And like, what's Tinder? But Tinder dates, I find, are normally um, not with like men who like it's not the caliber of which I want to entertain or like most of the time I'll notice that they might, you know be there for something else or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I might've set myself up for that. So, and I did some would say, um, yeah. Well, but how was the end of that one? I, I honestly can't remember. Did um, you hug? We awkwardly hugged and then he walked the wrong way for a little bit and then was like, actually I'm this way, which I just think that's who he was. Like he was just (laughs) spastic. Um, and have you talked any since? No. I mean, he that night was like, did you get home? I was so worried because I didn't immediately respond. And I was just like, we were talking. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, I was like, I'm fine. I was letting it. I mean, it's it's nice nice that he asked, but also. um, I don't know. Whatever. Clearly, we both weren't feeling it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was. Well, it's nice, especially it's one thing. Like to say, let me know you get home. All right. In New York where it's like your home and whatever. But you were walking in a different neighborhood and more residential, which I think is creepier. (laughs) Like walking home at night because it was like 11 or something when you were walking home. I mean, that's true. But when he was like, I'll drive you home, that seemed more dangerous. So I was like, I'm going to I agree. You know, like I was definitely like, I'm fine walking. And I felt very comfortable walking. And I FaceTimed with you as I walked. So I felt very comfortable. Right. Because, and I had no real, actually, you turned on, I had you turn on your find a phone, whatever. Yes. So that I could see where your phone was. Just in case. Just in case I was kidnapped. (laughs) 
So, guys, we were on it. Don't think we weren't. We were on it. We were on it. Because at least in New York, I know where you are in general. Totally. there, I was like, I really, I honestly couldn't. Who am I calling? What am I saying? I don't know. So, at least I had that. At least I had that. Yeah, it made us all feel good. Made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. My parents would be like, her college friend kidnap her? (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, here's the truth. Uh (laughs) And by college, I mean Tinder. But Tinder. It's, you know I mean. uh, yeah. it's not even accredited university. No. Um, but yeah, but you did it. I did it. And, um, and also what a good opportunity because your parents were out, but now that you've done it. Yeah. And you have the ruse of old friends or connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure that they want you to get the hell out of the house on the occasion. too. <laughs> My mom is literally like Saturday. We're having friends over. It'd be great if you could literally not be here. And I, I'm like <laughs> furiously swiping. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so are they not, can you not participate with them? These, I don't, I think they'd prefer if I, you know, had somewhere Made yourself else scarce. to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you got a couple days to find a date for Saturday night. I can't even, but I'm going to try, I guess. I don't even know because I, I think what I'm not willing to do is like, I was much more willing to chance a first date, like, you know, back in the day before the pandemic. Right. But now I'm like, if the FaceTime doesn't go well or the Zoom call, no. like, I don't need to meet with What's you. What's the I, point? It's fine. We don't need to do it. So I think it's kind of harder to get in person, which is why it's like Saturday. Well, also before you wouldn't have a FaceTime or a Zoom before you met with them in person. You'd meet with them in person to get an idea of how who they are. Exactly. So it's it's different. Different animal. Yeah. Well, and you have a big week. You have a busy week. So you may just be fucking exhausted by Saturday night and stay upstairs and watch TV. What a treat, you know? That, I what love that. That's what I've been doing every day, all day. This entire not upstairs, but how, you know. yeah, this is how I pictured my life as thirty-one. You oh, know? absolutely, hiding upstairs in my parents' house yeah. on a Saturday night. I don't understand which part right? is sad about that. I don't. I don't. Please hear tell me, because I don't know. That's a triumph, okay? <laughs> not a tragedy. It really is. It truly is. How's your dating going? It's going great. Oh, good, my, good, 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 good. my boyfriend yes. is the final two in labor of love. Thank sure, you very much. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I obviously we talked about labor of love last week. Mm-hmm. I so it's the next to last episode. Yeah. She went to and because you haven't watched it yet, right? I have not watched it yet. And here's the thing: spoilers, no spoilers, whatever. Get over it. You can yeah. watch it or not. Uh, we gave you a week, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and I even said to you, I was like, "Hurry up and watch the the latest, so we can discuss." And then we said, "It honestly doesn't matter." Yeah, I so, said, just just tell me. Yeah. So I am in love with the man named Stuart. Right. On this season um or the only season that is at the moment so um anywho so she went to their not their hometown it's like to where they live not to meet their parents as like bachelor does because who fucking cares about 
that. Yeah. Who cares about the parents? We're going to see how they currently live, right? right. Because if they're going to set up a life together, let's see how you're functioning now. And who doesn't look at where a guy lives and think, what's happening? Like, this is well, a reflection of how you're doing, who you are, how you see yourself, what, what you, you value. Yes. And here's the thing. I know not more than 10 minutes ago we talked about having assumptions about people and it, how well, it's it couldn't have been more than 10 minutes ago <laughs> it really couldn't have been it couldn't have but been. but we still make assumptions and here's I, the thing, you, know, you and you can make assumptions you just have to be ready to be wrong correct thank absolutely you absolutely correct thank you ma'am yes, yes. um i make assumptions out the wazoo we know that you really do you really do by their personal appearance and that also means where they live right of i course. rarely get to the point where i see them so but although you're sometimes a very easy judge and if the audience forgets that remember there was guy with no doorknob and guy with one spoon and so okay, that thank you thank you for those memories those are um, just moments we need to go oh claire's got high standards in some departments in some de- okay in some departments <laughs> There are times that I choose to ignore those judgments. Yes, you do. Um, and allow <laughs> things to slide. Slide. Um, slide. Some would say it's when I'm looking for something that isn't long lasting. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. For a, an actual relationship. Right. No. no. I'm happy to just fuck someone for a few years that doesn't have a doorknob. That's nice of you. And that's, and that's sweet really of me? nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I, I think I'm a giving person um you're a giver so, thank you I really am so anywho so this uh, this episode was very interesting because we saw their homes we saw who they chose um to be a part of that meeting right yeah, 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 like yeah. to what now all of them had like an activity or whatever that I'm sure producers helped them figure out to go yeah. the theme like one of the guys they did a Lamaze class like Jesus. I'm sure that wasn't his idea you know like I, yeah. I'm sure that was the producer um but one of the guys who was a front runner at the beginning Yes. But then he started to get a let Marcus is if you are watching it, if you know what I'm Marcus, talking about. Marcus, who famously about. started writing a song, which we all knew he was about to jump the shark. Oh, we knew as soon as he got out a stupid <laughs> guitar and started singing. And, you know, my rule, I'm out the door. Yeah, absolutely. And he was singing to the cameraman in the room and looking out the window at her. So you just went, this got weird quick. Very weird. Real quick. quick. And he started like doing a little bit of gameplay. Like he started trying to manipulate things and it was like, all right, you're off the rails. Like this isn't right. Which that is uh, on par for the other reality shows. Yes. That we've all seen and love. But this one has been different, which is why I've loved it. Because the guys seem to be a little bit more chill in general. Obviously, they're some cuckoo banana people. But um Anywho, so his hometown visit, he, instead of introducing her to any of his friends or colleagues or anything, um, he introduced her to his quote unquote house mom. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the house mom, no one's familiar with the house mom. (laughs) It's... Honestly, something that he made I'll say up. it once. I'll say it twice. It's a sorority term. I'm pretty sure. It's a sure. sorority. Yeah. Yeah. And fraternity. Yeah. 
I don't know if fraternities have frat moms because no woman would ever live in a frat house. I think there were some in, um, they lived like uh, in the house next door or a wing of it. Are you sure? I, re- I remember that in college that there were house moms. In frats? For fraternities, yeah. How Not much are those women getting paid? I'm sorry. Not enough. Is you what I'm couldn't say. pay me. Not enough. And some of them may not have like actually lived there. Of course not. But they like go and they they cook and they, you know, do all the stuff. So that's essentially what this woman was doing. So this woman was like, she's the house mom for this man, it's grown the ho- man, his house, in- who yeah. is a doctor. So she cooks, she cleans, whatever. And then the activity that he chooses to do or the producers prompted him to do. Yeah. <laughs> is to put on pants that he needs tailored. So she, so Christy, our gal, she's sitting downstairs with this house mom who, of course, yeah. is saying nothing but the nicest things about her she's employer. Being paid. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously. Yeah. And then he comes down with, like, these slacks, and they, like, pin them to where she'll alter. And it's like, what is happening? It was so bizarre. That is bizarre. So bizarre. So then the remaining guys, my boyfriend, Stuart. Sure. And then Kyle, who Kyle... Now, this is... There's an interesting... These two guys are two guys that I will always have liked. Because Kyle is six eight, <laughs> and Stewart's just hot and nice. He's six six. So, Stewart is. We cannot forget that Stewart. Hey, I knew is he was tall, but not six. Okay, six. That's why when he stands next to him, it looks like is that is Kyle that tall? Valid point. Valid point. They look like you know old chums. One six three, one six one or two. Like right. It's and because I love he's six I, six. And I'll guarantee she is not six feet. I'll just oh, say that. she's 5'3 <laughs> on a good day. I know. So that's another issue, but I'm moving beyond that. Um, yeah. But it was interesting because when she went to, like, Kyle in Austin, he, like, had a little picnic party with friends and, you know, to meet his world, essentially. And so she could have conversations with people he's spending time with and all of that but then when she went back to his apartment yeah it was very much a generic like I would think late 20s guy's apartment even though he's late 30s like not decorated like guys suck at decorating they suck at decorating they really do except for some listen to me the some that do just pay somebody to do it, okay? Not because they're guys with style. Well, that's rare, very rare. And I'm holding out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I also find it funny, you know, when you go to a guy's apartment, and they'll show you something that you can tell means a lot to them, but you're like, yeah. it's a lamp. Yes, right. you have a lovely lamp. Like, right. But it's small things with them. And you know what? I don't mind a man with no taste because that means the taste is mine in the apartment. I need I don't to have see a that you have that. style. I need to see that you make deliberate choices. Style. I don't want something. What if they're different than yours? That's okay. Interesting. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah, no way. I feel like there can be a marriage, quote unquote, of styles. You normally, when we pick things out, don't have a a certain compromise level. Who am I compromising with, though? 
you said a marriage of style. That means you're compromising on your style. I know, but I'm saying currently right now, why would, who am I compromising with? I'm just saying though, you, when my, I know my way is the correct way. Please know that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm excited to see you compromise. I know. What a design challenge though. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know. So, but I do think that you can have a blending of styles. I'm excited to see it. You can. I like to, it's the same with clothing. Mm. I need to see a guy who like is making a like understands this is a this looks good versus like I don't care I just throw on t-shirts and shorts every day yes but also the guys who like don't really know when you're like let's you'd look really cute in this or wear this they're like absolutely I'll take direction I have no idea what I'm doing I can't I can't with an idiot I can't like they need to have a bit of understanding Okay, so they have to understand fashion and have a style point, but they can also have one spoon and no doorknob. No, those are two different things. <laughs> one is to have sex with and not make a relationship with. The other right. is for for marriage. Like, for a partnership. I can't say marriage. Listen for to me. Listen to me about you. This is what I'm going to tell you right now. I'm excited I think, to find I out. I think it's really wonderful to, to, you know, I think it's wonderful for all of us to want Thank someone like so Stuart. But, you know, we have to yeah. rank things in a certain order. And I'm going to tell you that if if style and interior design is anywhere near the top of yours, I'll kill you. Do you actually, I mean, first of all, how many barriers do I have? A lot. A lot. <laughs> so it's on there, but it's lower on the list. Don't you worry. Good. But there are certain pairs of shoes and things that if I see someone wearing, I refuse. I will never speak to them again. Perfect. So we're just slowly chipping away mm-hmm. at that, you know? Slowly chipping away. And here's the here's the negative of this show. Uh, are you ready for this? I'm I have witnessed a man that I would love. All of the superficial, like Stuart's so nice. He's stylish. Yeah. He's tall. He's success. Like he's hustling. Uh huh. He knows a lot of the right things to say. So I'm like, see, you can be stylish, tall, respectful, attractive. But you can. I feel like I uh, some of my friends like husbands are. So I've like seen, heard of these men. Like I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Of course there are. I've never seen a single one. Interest. Riddle me that. Yeah, I know friends, husbands that are that way too, but they're husbands or boyfriends. Like they're already off the market. Claire, can you really even be saying that when you're <laughs> not dating? <laughs> you're not yes. looking in the market. No, I know. I, I'm kidding more than anything in the sense of like, why do I, why am I so smitten with this guy? And I think it's just because it's like, oh, look, what, because a lot of the like reality shows. I think it shows. also has to do with the fact that, first of all, this reality show um, puts importance on the right things. And second Correct. of all, I think that you and I were saying like, you are looking for different things. Like before you were looking yeah. for something else and now you are seeing the value and sort of attractiveness of someone who knows what they want. Of Absolutely. Because yeah. it's a different, it's a different place in my life, right? Like it's a different, um, a pandemic will do that to you. A pandemic <laughs> and a world upturned yeah. will uh, put your priorities in a different place you know a what lot I mean? of time alone in quarantine and you're like you know what maybe if he doesn't snore he's fine 
But also, <laughs> I'm going to say on the flip side of that, yeah, I have less of a, um, I, like, I don't know if I would be making excuses for a guy with no doorknob at this point. That's, first of all, music you know what to I mean? my ears. <laughs> but yes, I, I definitely Even though know what I mean. the guy with no, no doorknob is my ex with uh, good old yeast infections. Right. And that's so he is still kind of around in the sense that like who knows what tomorrow will bring. But Great. he does have doorknobs now. Um, but I don't mm. know if I would make excuses at this point. I just don't have the energy for that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I also think like I was notorious for like if a guy asked me on a second date if I didn't hate him going. And now I'm like, it's a pandemic. No. I don't need to put myself in a situation if I don't even like him. No. Well, that I think that makes everything Different. Certainly different. I think putting yourself legitimately in danger, right, is a different animal, <laughs> and you it know? definitely is. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. There's no reason to go on. Yeah, I mean, your first dates essentially have to be remote, right? Yeah. So it's like, do you even dare meet up in person? I mean, I know you're hurriedly swiping to see if someone might be available <laughs> or interesting for Saturday night, but yeah in general i know it's a different um but i i thought it was interesting because the two the other positive of of uh, these guys and i think that's why Stuart and kyle are so because they are friends too like they because Stuart posted up now it could be a lot of lip service i understand but Stuart did post a picture of the two of them and was like whatever happens this week which also we know they know what happens this week because it was filmed forever ago of course they know but one of them is like maybe living with her a hundred percent so but i also you know what my money is she's gonna pick kyle because they have such a big chemistry i think Stuart's more checks all the boxes you know what i mean like Last time it looked like they had a really good kiss. What happened this next time? They did have a good kiss, but I got to say, she really likes making out with Kyle. Yeah. She really likes making out with him. And I'll tell you what, if you can make out well, I'm prime practically yours. (laughs) Honestly. If you can make a plan and make out, forget it. (laughs) Bye. I will carry your children. (laughs) Well, and that's what she's looking for yeah. so i think it's either going to be kyle or i even question if it's going to be neither wow that's a real plot twist i you think what i don't know because a lot of it at the beginning is like i could i could do this on my own but i'm just seeing you know i don't think she's not going to choose anyone okay we'll but that's say. a hot take and i haven't seen the last a hot episode take. so maybe i'm wrong maybe i am i think kyle, i think she's going for kyle I'll have to watch and then make my decision. That's my money. That's my money. I was talking to friend of the show, Myra, yes. on Instagram the other day. We we're chatting about it. And she, too, thinks, um, I mean, fine. I think Stuart's the best option, but that may not be where the the loins want her to go. You know what I mean? I do. And we can only give advice. That's all we can do. And our advice is pretty good. And, you know, that's why we give it, if you will. Right. Are you segueing? Speaking of advice, look at that. We uh, we got a question this week. Which, first of all, if anybody doesn't know, you can always email um, no such thing as love show show at gmail dot com, or you can reach out on Instagram. No such thing as love show show again. 
<laughs> um, and ask us questions because we always look at messages. We'll, we'll read the emails. And um, this one came in that we just thought would be really great to discuss. This so, Claire, do you want to read it? I will. I It came from Taylor. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, but not that Taylor. Yeah. Just to clarify. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> just right. to clarify. A different Taylor. <laughs> a fan of the show. Okay, so she has um, a very good question. I think you, we can both speak to it, obviously, but I think that you'll really um, be able to share some insight. Mm. Okay, so I'll read it. So I just want to start out by saying there's uh, there is such a thing as love because I'm in love with the both of you. Can you believe it? And now then there are I three can. Heart emojis, which Aww. we accept and we thank you and we love you. Okay. <laughs> Now, here's the problemo. I have started seeing this guy recently, and I really like him. He really likes me. He's so kind, gentle, and amazing. I'm having a hard time putting what I'm feeling into words, so I'm just going to word vomit a little. He is really into food. Talks about it all the time, likes the good comfort foods, and likes large quantities. This does not bother me. The problem I'm facing is that food is my worst enemy. I've struggled with an eating disorder for over 10 years, and it's a battle every time I'm face-to-face with any food. How much am I going to eat of this? Will this make me bloated? Can I binge today? Should I skip some meals today? Mm-hmm. My eating disorder has never been a problem in my past relationships because there wasn't such a huge focus on food like in my current relationship. And I would naturally warm up to eating certain foods without ever having to bring my issues to their attention. I like this sweet man so much and I am generally concerned that my problems with food will ruin all his fun. He loves, all caps, good food, <laughs> which by the way, who doesn't? Yeah. Choo, 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 choo. Yeah. I just have this weird fucked up mental block that isn't allowing me to enjoy good food with good company. My question is this, could food actually be a strain on a relationship or is this all in my head? And then she says in parentheses, as most things are. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So bottom line, if the person you're with loves something that triggers you. Right. Well, right? what do you do? It's interesting because I would say the strain is is not going to be on the relationship. Like, the strain is coming from you, which is okay. Yeah. Like, I think that, um, and I, girl, I know your struggle. Um, yeah. As Claire said, like, I do have a very long history with an eating disorder and, and with food being a real enemy. And, mm-hmm. um I started getting into bad habits with food in high school and then college. It really escalated. And then my early twenties was the worst it had ever been. And right before I got help, when I was in New York, I was dating someone who um, sort of made me forget it, but also made me high. So (laughs) 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 it was more an escape for it. Yeah. Um, Also, I think so when talking about like it hasn't been an issue before, I think that also when you're with someone who's caring and and gentle and sweet like this guy is, he's going to be more attuned. Like he's going to be able to to see and to ask, like, is everything okay? You know, he's going to pick up on it because he sounds like he genuinely cares about you. And that isn't a bad thing. And I think that sometimes when you're in the heat of it, uh, you know, your eating disorder is 
is a is a relationship and it is a person yeah and in a way it's it feels like cheating and it feels like like a threesome in the sense of it's like the three of you in bed right Mm -hmm. but the trick is um because what's beautiful is it sounds like this guy just likes food which god bless him Bless. bless and it's also much better than a guy who I mean, I found I get I find I can't date guys who um, trigger me in the sense of like they are watching their weight or they go to the gym all the time. Right. And their body, their obsession with that. It's like an obsession because like I can get obsessed that I need to be with someone who isn't and is just like enjoying and seeing things freely. Um, So my guess is because this guy sounds really sweet. He he might pick up on it. And so I think the struggle that you might be feeling and the strain is you might have to either figure out how to adjust the relationship with your eating disorder, which I, I really encourage you to do because it is not someone who's sweet to you. It is not gentle to you. It will Mm -hmm. not listen to you. It doesn't want the best for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it wants to control you. It wants to keep you down. Like it wants to tell you that if you eat certain things, he won't see you a certain, he'll see you a different way or he won't find you attractive or lovable or great when that's just not the case. Um, And how do, how do you, how do you look at that as an empowering moment, right? In a way this is a great opportunity to choose yourself, to put yourself first and to put yourself um, in, in a situation where you're choosing um, to be nice and sweet and gentle to yourself. I think that this guy could be, you know, reflecting something to you. I've, I've also found that when I start seeing someone and, and something is brought up that, uh, does trigger or you know cause me to feel like my eating is affected I you know find it's really good to be honest and open to, and to to let them know so that's yeah I think that that's one of I hear two things yeah in this um yeah. one is that it sounds and this is very much I, when you're in that relationship with an eating disorder yeah. um is that you're already blaming yourself a hundred percent for like the possible failure of this relationship because you have this right. Mm -hmm. And that's not, you're setting yourself up for, yeah, you're setting yourself up because having an eating disorder means there's someone or something in your ear. That's always telling you you're not good enough, right? You need to change. You're not worth loving as the way you are. And, you know, you need to be constantly punishing yourself. So, right. First things first. I mean, I highly recommend, you know, seeking professional help if you can to to learn yeah. about it. Not to already, learn, yeah. yeah. To learn about the cycle and to have, you know, um, first of all, it can it's a way to also make it uh, safe and just yours right now. You know, like I think that ultimately right we we know this to be true which is um uh an eating disorder is it can feel to the person when they know that there's three people in the relationship um but ultimately the eating disorder is always invisible to the other person you're the only person that can see it you're the only person that can hear it so as much as they might hate it for you 
the only person that can fight them and tell them to leave and push them out the door is you because you can see mm-hmm. it, you can hear it, and it's it is affecting you. Even though it might affect them, it's it's you that is, um, that's having to that's distracted. That's that's mm-hmm. trying to figure out how best to handle it. So I think that there's also a power to that, which is like you know I remember going to therapy and thinking like this was always someone else's fault and I wanted people to, to save me. And that there was a moment that my therapist said like, you know, the only person that's going to save you or the only person that's going to stop reaching her hand down her throat is you, you know, no one Mm -hmm. else is doing that. That that's you because you might be feeling things or, or angry or letting the voice inside your head tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. So, how, you know, how do you go in and get help? And also how do you realize that like you get to write the story with this guy or someone else that you deserve happiness? Well, I think there's, I'm not sure if she's had a dialogue with him about it. It sounds like maybe you haven't because you, because it sounds like she hasn't had to have the dialogue before, which she's been nervous about it. Yeah. Which also, which by the way, I also completely, completely understand yeah but like i'm saying that that um it protects only the eating disorder when we Mm -hmm. don't talk about it right like i was about to say it's that you you had mentioned to me before it's like if you keep it a secret there's mm -hmm. so much power in that secret Uh, that can be very dangerous and so it's not in bringing it up with him it's less about asking him to change and it's more just letting him know that this is something you're struggling with right totally and it's not like hey I'm not asking you to love food less or talk about this less or whatever just know like hey I'm kind of battling with this and so I may bring up in moments I don't want you to feel guilty I don't want but I just want to let you know where I am at the same time and I know it it may be difficult for you to see that and you baby you know just out of worry and concern and and care but it's okay if we just talk about it right it's okay if we don't give it power by keeping it a secret totally um I know you're getting, I know, you're getting verklempt. Yeah. I know, because I, I, I do remember it. Like, it's it's a very, uh, I, I have such empathy for mm-hmm. what, you know, you're going through. And I think that it's, it's a really, it's a scary, scary time. Um, and... You know, self-love is is a journey. I'll say that. But I will say that self-love is different than self-hate. And I I really do see, you know, my time with an eating disorder as self-hate. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't Mm -hmm. struggling to love myself. I was struggling not to just hate myself. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult to accept love in those times because it feels like someone's lying to you or, you know, it just, it, mm-hmm. of course, you, of course they're going to, you're going to mess it up. I'm not worth loving. I hate myself. Right. When really it's like, you're a wonderful, beautiful, capable person who he sees, you know, something beautiful. And, and, and are we able to accept that because we can acknowledge that that is true. Mm-hmm. Not just like, 
that's true for him like that is true you know and Mm -hmm. I think that yeah I do believe that and I have told you that which is like whenever it was a secret which obviously it was a secret in my life for years you know I mean had to be eight you know eight nine ten years I don't even know how many years that uh I remember like the first time I would say it uh, I would like almost feel like sick and I'd have like anxiety after because I felt like they had this this secret of mine or this yeah this very important thing you know even though my therapist would say like it's similar to telling someone that like you have diabetes or like you have cancer Mm -hmm. like this is a Mm -hmm. fact and nothing more this is something that I struggle with but I'm you know dealing with it and this is the name for it and exactly like you're saying which is you know to tell him is just letting him know that Mm -hmm. sometimes you know I might I might be struggling and I can't verbalize it like you're saying or you know I'm I'm uh I might be slower to do certain things based on how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It just gives him an inkling. And if anything, it's, it's letting him in and, and seeing how he handles sharing, it. Yeah. yeah. Sharing more about yourself. Like if you're getting to know each other, like this is a fact, as you said, it's a, it's exactly. a part of you. It's not, he doesn't, it's not an it's opinion. It's shameful. It's it, exactly. not. It's not, I have diabetes. Oh, yeah. Does that mean you have to take shot? It's like that. If that's the way that anybody responds, that's not somebody who is. That's how we expect them to re- to right. respond, right? Like, because that's whatever. what you're thinking, is it right? Contagious, right? So right. I think that when you see it in the way of this is a fact, and how do I take that and and move on or move with it and mm-hmm. see the power of it, as opposed to it having power over me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think that's, that's. Knock that power out from under it. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that eating disorder. Right. In the ass. It's the meanest (laughs) thing you'll ever, you know. Yeah. Come to know. Yeah. But, you know, you can, it's such a better, such a better, better side. When when you get to the other side, it's really, it's so much better, you know? I, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so happy that it sounds like someone really great is in her life. It sounds like he has a very healthy relationship with food, which is like, of course food's good. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. Like, to have someone that's so sort of like just a like sees it as you know amusement parks are fun and not anything it's like a very nice that's that colorblind and color thing which I've said um which I uh so I have so many metaphors that's who I am as a human. I mean that's who you are you've, met a, you've got metaphors out the wazoo it's, it's true so I think that when somebody has eating uh issues or eating disorders for me it's it's like seeing color so it's very clear to me like you know when i have a a meal Ah, with someone who's struggling i can very easily identify it just like i'm sure that you see it you yeah Yeah. we can all see it and so when there's someone who he just sounds very colorblind and to me that's very healthy in the sense of like in a way you're you're painting the rainbow for him so your your eating disorder might be 
you know, different than mine. So, you know, mine might be Roy G. Biv and yours might be Biv G. Whatever that would be like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fine because that's what it is to you. And so when you're dealing with someone who is colorblind, you can just sort of fill in that rainbow for them and explain to them what helps, what doesn't help, what you need, what you don't need. Um, And if you don't know what you need or you don't know how, that's okay too. But also just being aware of that and articulating that being like, I don't know, but I'll let you know if I figure it out along the way. Yes. A hundred percent. Keeping that communication open because even just talking about it one time isn't necessarily where it should end. Oh, it'll it'll be an ongoing conversation. Just like, you know, with me, it's an ongoing conversation, which is like, you know, um, it can be different versions of the same sort of, uh, you know, we all go back to a similar issue, just like mm-hmm. we all go back to a similar fight, right? Yeah. Like when you have a someone you're dating and like you both have the same fight every time, which is like you, whatever, you don't listen, you don't see me, I do hear you, I just respond. And it's the same thing. Right. It could be over a straw, it could be over a cow, it could be over a napkin. A cow. I want to have an argument over a cow. Honestly, me too. <laughs> cow tipping. Um, but it's sort of the same thing with yourself. It's like you can have similar fights with yourself. So mm-hmm. something could could set you off and, and that way and sort of even just being able to identify it or how why am I feeling that way or why am I acting that way towards that person and am I, you know, mad at myself for something or struggling with something and... You know, I've said this before on the podcast, too. I I tend to have trouble eating in front of people at the beginning, especially if I'm trying to impress them. Because to me, I always saw food as the enemy and food as disgusting and me eating as like a disgusting thing that needed to be done in private, you know. But I don't see that anymore. And but I still like my body. It's like it panics, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's just something I have to work through. And most of the time, it's like it's not something you can avoid unfortunately no i mean eating together or eating in general right Right. it's not so the more you date someone the longer beyond first date second date whatever you're gonna eat in front of each other you're gonna be you know so it's not it's not something you can avoid so it is something that needs to be addressed in some way Yes, but I think I remember when I first started dating people after I had recovered, thinking that, uh-huh. like, oh, God, now I have to tell, like, this, my big luggage, my big right. baggage. Oh, great. Here's my <laughs> big baggage. Like, right. how am I going to say it? When am I going to say it? How will I blah, blah. And now I really try not to look at it as baggage. It's like, and this is the thing about me. That's something I'm going to have to, like, this is just sort of, like, what I have to, this is the thing that I sometimes struggle with. And, um... I just want to let you know, I don't need your opinion. I don't like, that's the main thing. It's like, I think before when I was just starting or getting into it, it was like, I was very nervous about their reaction always. And I was nervous Mm -hmm. about what they would think, et cetera. When really now I'm able to look at it and go, if they can't handle that, what a blessing I know now, because I want someone who's kind and has empathy and, you know, would never look at something that someone struggles with as a weakness. You know, if you you have a sickness or even have whatever it is that you, that you struggle with that it's Mm -hmm. who you are. It, It never consider it a weakness. It's just, that's your vice, if you will. Yeah, that reminds me of just from my 
experienced yes. that date that I went on years and years ago yeah. when he asked me about, and I know this is not the equivalent, but it's again, just like being concerned about when you tell someone yes. something, right? Is when I almost yes. made light of when my, mo- that my mother and my sister were dead, you know, yes. and I, cause I was so worried. I didn't want to be right. a Debbie Downer. Right. I didn't want him to be upset or awkward. Right. Or oh anything. my God. How so will he like, respond? <laughs> I was like, Oh, well they're dead. Ha <laughs> ha. Debbie Downer. Let's move on. And he, I, you know, bless him for that. Bless him. He was like, why are you making light of like, of that? That's your story. Like, right. That's just fact. And I was like, yeah, why the fuck am I worried about his opinion? That's exactly what it is. Or making someone else uncomfortable with my truth. Right. right? It's like, "Mm, okay. Right. Like, this is who I am. And I'm not, you know, I talk about it just factually. Because here's the thing. If you want to know who I am, guess what? Yeah, my mom is dead. My sister's dead. (laughs) Like, that's just a fact. That is a fact. We don't have to talk about it. Some Some days days are harder harder than than others, others, right? Of course. Some things might trigger you absolutely but I don't want you to not talk about your mom exactly you know which is like the thing of will he uh, can he still enjoy food of course absolutely none of that will be affected the idea is just right the way that it's that's a really great to be honest comparison because it's the same thing where it is just part of your story and there is yeah. no shame and there is nothing wrong with it. And you, d- I don't need their re- approval on the no. reaction because no. it's my truth and that's all there yeah. is. And some days will be harder than others. And sometimes Absolutely. you might need to talk about it when you As didn't think know. you did. Yeah. Um, and letting them know that information is letting someone in and being vulnerable. And that's a very kind and mature thing to do and so if someone can't receive that that's I would not really worry about wasting your time with somebody like that I know that is a hard thing though sometimes because I think that we definitely I, I mean this uh, this guy sounds great from what he she's saying and that he sounds very <laughs> yeah. nice and he's going to be very receptive and supportive yes. no matter yes. um but I think that you know especially if we're in situations where I mean listen not minutes ago, I was talking about giving allowances to people. You, you know, we do, we do that. I mean, in a different way, but um, we do, we don't bring up certain things or we don't address certain issues because we know that that will be the end of something a yes. lot of times yes. because we already know how they're going to react. Yeah. Right. We already know we don't like the way they're going to react. So that's why we're not talking about it. That's not, right. what, you know, we're avoiding this and we're just going to drag this on because we don't want, to have this end for whatever reason out of fear or loneliness or whatever but it doesn't sound like that is the case here I think it's it's more of just a a internal battle as it is right with the relationship with the eating disorder Um, but that doesn't mean it has to be a wedge between you and this guy absolutely not It, it won't be remember it's just it's just a fact so what was the, did we answer it? I think we, I think we, we answered it and more. Okay, good. We answered it and more. Um, I mean, I think so. I hope, I hope we did answer it. At least, you know, I think that talking about the secrecy and giving it power, yes. um, I think is the most, most important part of that. Right. It's yeah. just like, it shouldn't be a secret. It shouldn't be. Right. Cause no. Yeah. And Taylor, you reach out if you need any more. Absolutely. Want to talk more, but you know, 
I think that you got it, girl, and you're going to crush it. Yeah, for sure. And again, every day is different. Every hour is different yes. when battling with this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's but true. You got it. Hopefully it helped. We love you. We love you, girl. We do. Yeah, we the do. love is mutual. We send back three heart emojis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. That is, listen, as a reminder, yeah. send us those e- emails, questions, statements, or just let us know you love us. And that's okay. Too, yeah, we that's <laughs> also more than fine. 100% accepted. <laughs> 100% accepted. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Good. So what do you have going on this? You've got a busy week and we're trying to set up a date for Saturday. Who knows? knows? Or not. Or not. I am going to be all about my new Lucy. My new kitten. Thank you very much. Uh, In therapy yesterday, um, I was telling her that I was getting a kitten. And she was like, what do you think this will like? What do you think this means for you? And I said, my sanity. Yeah. (laughs) I said, I need, I need a little, um, baby. I, I need a little love, a little excitement, a little, yeah. I mean, baby. I love, listen, Charlie and I have a blast, but I've excited. Two? Two. Can you believe? Oh my God. I, the can't, luck, I can't wait. The luck I have. I know. Indeed. Well, shall we ask the question? I think we should. I think we know that there is love out there thanks to Taylor, but let's ask, is there actually love out there for us? We don't know. But maybe it's smack dab in the mirror. Look at that. Now I want to cry. And that's okay. That's good. (laughs) We love it. We love it.